reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events, Dirty Dina Studio presents Sea Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sea Space City podcast. It's Brian, and I'm here with Alan, and... This was part two of our big recording session. Part one was the uh, Watermelon Festival and such. So, enjoy part two. We covered a bunch more stuff. So, Alan, NASCAR's racing in in Chicago in the streets? Yeah, I saw this announcement and it's going to be like a three-year deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what streets or what it's going to like be surrounded like venue-wise. I'm curious to see how they do it because they're going to have to install safer barriers, which is what they call yes. all around those streets. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, F1 does it, so shouldn't be a problem. Like it's it's not a new thing racing through the streets. Maybe my, that's, that's, that's awesome. The racist thing becomes a thing. <laughs> What's that? Maybe my custom racing thing becomes a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think your custom racing thing is is the GT series. <laughs> Where you get all those like supercars and stuff. Yeah. Which is also good stuff to watch. It sounds like they're trying to freshen things up for like a younger generation, right? Like doing yeah, little, absolutely. Like, maybe maybe yeah. trying to appeal to the fast and the furious types, the street racers type. I think so. And I think they are adding some variety to events because one of the big gripes about NASCAR for a long time has been there's a lot of mile and a half ovals. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Charlotte and Texas are the two main examples. I think let's well, say Charlotte, Texas, Atlanta. Now I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's a bunch, but you got to figure they were hitting those each two times a year. It was just you had a lot of parades. Even Dover, which is a mile and high banked and concrete, and Dover back in the day was a different race than Dover is now. You end up with a lot of parades. And not real tight racing, not the Rubbins racing type of thing. That yeah. really is what made NASCAR famous. Yeah. 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 And, and that dirt Tiger yeah. Wood likes. So <laughs> nitty gritty. They need to they need to figure out some sort of Mario Kart situation where you could throw like stuff <laughs> from your car. <laughs> I don't think they need like to like go that far. And stuff like that. <laughs> I think they've they've done some interesting stuff with the race in the Coliseum. <laughs> turning bristol into a dirt track mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's very interesting stuff it's it's exciting stuff and it's just nascar expanded so fast and got so big all through the 90s that's when they started adding all these you know mile and a half ovals because they're like a perfect size to get a ton of fans in yeah and not be your super speedways like daytona and talladega yeah, but like you said, they ran, ran the venues like multiple times a year. Yeah. I think that would also cause fan fatigue, at least for your, like, your regular fan. Not your regular fan, your um, once in a while. Fan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've always done almost all their tracks twice a year. Hmm. And it was never, it wasn't a problem before. Like, it's, like I said, it's just too many tracks were the same. Hmm. Pocono twice a year is interesting because it's a trioval. It's a triangle. Oh, okay. Not a trioval, a triangle. Daytona nice. and Talladega are triangles where you have oval with a triangular front stretch. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't watch enough NASCAR, so I assume like all of the courses are like 
just giant ass ovals. <laughs> so there's there's a bunch of those, but then there's yeah. you know you've got Darlington, which is a really short track, mm-hmm. Martinsville, Loudon, yep. New Hampshire. I want to say might have been like another one of those shorter ones. Yeah, like you had some, you had a little more variety. You would switch it up. Your racing would be different mm-hmm. week to week. Whereas then they got into a real rut, especially when they started really trying to take away the differences between the cars. And we've already talked about this extensively on none of those things. Yeah. I think it's cool that they're changing things up. Yeah. I mean, adding a little scenery wouldn't be bad. I'm thinking like Monaco, you know, that race Formula One has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the most famous one for a lot of people. And it's because you're driving through the city, you're getting a lot of views, you know, it's a very beautiful. Just to know, but like, or doesn't hurt that the average net worth in Monaco is like stupid rich. Like I'm not even gonna try and figure out a number. Like even the poor people in Monaco are millionaires. I'm hoping I'm hoping they just go through all of Chicago. Like they go through like the gang neighborhoods and everything. And they just go <laughs> they just <laughs> see who gets down these streets the fastest, boy. I mean, uh, obviously yeah, they start, they start shooting at them once they come. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Current events in Chicago. Maybe we don't say that. Um <laughs> no, no, I love out the Chicago. I love Chicago. My my mom was born around Chicago. So. <laughs> so from good changes to absolute garbage changes, as Heinz Field has become <laughs> I something sure sure don't care it's gonna be Heinz Field Stadium. <laughs> I am I am beyond annoyed with that. So are a lot of Pittsburgh fans. Why? Heinz, Heinz is like a, it's a company too. It's just like a, it's a ketchup company. <laughs> yes, but, okay, so Heinz is an iconic brand that's from Pittsburgh. That's okay. why, okay. that's why Heinz okay. holds a place in the Yinzer heart. Okay, okay. But it got bought out by Kraft. No. Yeah, they, they, they're bought by Kraft. Okay. So, I mean, yes, and I understand corporate things. Mm. <laughs> but to go from that, you have to think of some of the, like, so PNC Park. Yeah. That's a Pittsburgh-based bank. Wait, so they acquired BBVA or what happened there? I guess. I don't know. And that's what I've been wondering. Like, that's BBVA what went happened. Up, BBVA went sure. BBVA Compass, then BBVA. And I was just like, yeah. oh, man, I'm, I just know where the stadium is. I think PNC probably bought them. <laughs> okay. U.S. Steel is based in Pittsburgh. How do you not... Listen, the Rooney's are rich. Yeah. They don't need the money. The Steelers don't have a problem selling out Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to call it whatever. I'm for sure. Stupid. No, get out of here with that. Matter of fact, we might <laughs> ban that word. You're going to bleep it. I, I might bleep it. <laughs> so if, I had a, if I so had a soundboard, so I, would, I would bleep it. Apparently, Acrisure is a Michigan-based insurance company. Yeah, Michigan-based insurance company. And do you know? Do you know Running why they got Pittsburgh. the deal? <laughs> they got the deal because one of the minority owners, who should be forced to sell his stake in the team, has <laughs> part of the ownership of Acrisure. Oh, that's so disgusting! So it's so gross. Not even a Rooney. Like if it was the Roonies. Yeah, you're like, sure. You know what, guys? Okay, you know, it's your deal, whatever. 
for a minority owner to work that sweetheart deal, he should be forced to sell oh, his to the team. I thought Jack they should man. they should forfeit those naming rights and the money they paid for them as a penalty for being jackasses. And a real Pittsburgh brand should become, you know what? As a matter of fact, they could call it Permani Field. Yeah. <laughs> Permani's listen, Permani Brothers doesn't have the money. Buy the naming rights. But we're going to keep that accurate bullshit money, and that'll just pay for it. Acrisure is paying $10 million a year to secure the naming rights. Heinz paid 2.85 on average. So, yeah, it came down to the, came down to the money. They're making a lot well, absolutely. more money. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, good luck. Fans aren't going to call it that. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, yeah. right? You really yeah. sour the whole fan base. I mean yeah. – if it's called sure was two Stadium words, they would just call it the ass. <laughs> ass and Stadium. Ass a sure crowd Stadium. franchises, a crowd <laughs> franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers should be above that bullshit. I agree. <laughs> now, there's some people I saw, they're like, oh, it's still Three Rivers to me. I'm like, that field was never Three Rivers. Mm. Three Rivers was the is now the parking lot between PNC Park yeah. And Heinz Field. Like, you got to move on from Three Rivers. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> the Broncos Stadium. Uh, mile high. Mile high. And then it was uh, Sports Authority Field. And then whatever the last one it was named. Was it like, oh, what is it? I don't think people like it. Field at Mile yeah, yeah. High. Or so everybody just calls it Mile High Stadium. Yeah, because it's still, well, they, they kept Mile High Stadium. Mm-hmm. They just named the field at Mile oh, High okay. Stadium. That's well, it's like a Staples Center. became like, what, Crypto Stadium or something like that? Crypto.com or something? Yeah, I like yeah, it, but it's so weird. <laughs> it's awkward. Like, I, I really, I don't love the stadium naming rights thing. Mm-hmm. Heinz Field made sense because of Heinz and its history in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Energy, yeah. you know, it's the yeah. electric company down here. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. So yeah, you, it should be. You should open it up for naming rights. You should open it up for bidding if you want to, but it should be like a company that's sort of based out of that area. You know, I, that's yeah. what I think. In Cleveland, the Indians or the Guardian Stadium, Progressive mm-hmm. Progressive Field, I think, Progressive Park, used to be Jacobs Field. Mm-hmm. It was not corporate named okay. when they first opened it. Hey, you need that corporate money. It. Well, I mean, the Guardians do because they're garbage. You know, it's like it's like the Browns. The Browns' browniness has infected all of Cleveland sports, which I take great delight in. But what's another one? Uh, Camden Yards in Baltimore. Yeah, is not as far as I know is not corporate named. Yeah, Camden Yards is a corporate name, but I don't think they added one. Like. It's just a shame to see that naming going to the the highest bidder. I don't even, like. Was there even a bid process? Well, that, and that's the thing, right? Because there was a minority owner that <laughs> right. Knows. Like it's just like this. Make more advertising for the company I own. Like, and I, out of here I, I, think I understand just, inflation or whatever. Like they increase. Uh, well, you, each each year would be like a one pointer, like yeah. point whatever. Increase. I made that deal 20, yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, okay. When the field opened. 21. They had the naming yeah. rights for 20 years. Yeah. Like, that's great. But my, my thing is just... I think, the new guy, 
I think the new guy just came in, put his nutsack on the table, and just so much outbid him that they were just like, hey, yeah. 2.85 to 10? You're going to give us 10 million? Like, I mean, I, I, I wonder how many years, but yeah, I mean, okay. that's a big increase. It's right? however many years. One year is too many. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. I will not be calling it ass stadium. No, that's per year. Yeah, that's per yeah. year. Yeah, one year is too many. I don't care how many years they signed mm-hmm. on for. They can just tear those signs right back down and put the old Heinz ones back up or make some – like, how do you not – like, U.S. Steel, you couldn't make a deal? U.S. Steel and the Steelers? Like, if there was any brand that was better than Heinz for it, yeah, it's U.S. Steel. Look, but being the a USS being a stadium, Houston, being a Houston fan when they got when they stopped using the Astrodome, you know, all bets uh-huh. were off. I don't really care. I mean, Minute Maid. I mean, for, well, it was Enron first, and we'll know how that turned out. See what happens yeah. with corporate sponsorship <laughs> with financial firms. You mean the guy who really caused the financial crisis? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was so watching you like, sell out to an insurance company. No, it's ridiculous. Allegedly, I was watching WrestleMania 17. Oh, no, there's no allegedly about it. I'm going to say allegedly. I'd imagine they're very uh, litigious. So. I'm pretty Well, I'm pretty sure the jail time that they served was uh, real. Took care, took care of that allegedly. <laughs> after, after the judge says you're sentenced to however many years in prison and however many fines, like... Yeah, you, you don't have to add allegedly on the front of the conviction. We're protected by the jail time. <laughs> that, that conviction says that you're you're good to say that they did it. <laughs> um, I was going to go somewhere. Oh, so Minute Maid. Yeah. Like, at least that leads to a clever nickname calling it the Juice Box. Mm, yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. You know, like, awesome. there's nothing clever about Random insurance company nobody's heard of stadium, <laughs> and a Michigan-based one at that. They yeah. go buy the Detroit Lions naming rights. The Ford Assy family Durst would stadium. probably sell them to get their name off of off the names. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Acres and, sucks. Yeah, that's you. probably some big insider thing that they were just like, "Oh, let's just you know take the money from our own company and." Into our you know, feet. again, minority owner needs to sell his sh- his stake. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what? He shouldn't even be able to sell. He should not. I don't even think the minority owner. I think yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was the rest of the owners as well being like, "Hey, two point eight five versus ten. Well, maybe they don't like him. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we'll get some money out of this Joker." <laughs> yeah, out of the bus. Like they blame took it his on money him. Yeah, just stake. blame it on him. He and was the yeah. one who came up with the idea. I don't know what to tell right. you. <laughs> right. The Rudys aren't getting any heat. It's this joker. Speaking of stadium switches. Oh, well done. Yeah. We are a Segway freaking machine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a transition, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing them tonight. So Money in the Bag happened last weekend in Vegas during July 4th. And it kind of coincided with UFC so there was a big uh I guess turmoil not really but uh WWE had to switch stadiums from Allegiant Field to uh MGM Grand I think or something like that okay yeah so they ended up refunding everybody's money back and they got first dibs into the new stadium so I mean it did fill out you know they didn't have empty seats but I mean it was a pretty good uh show I'd say you know I didn't watch it but I read about it mm-hmm 
the big thing that stuck out, really the only thing I remember, is the the Money in the Bank winners and the fact that one of them lost their title before they won Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. And the other one turned around and cashed in and won their title. So a big boo-hiss why to Austin Theory for winning the men's Money in the Bank after losing his U.S. title to Lashley. <laughs> hey, it, it keeps going with that thing where we talked about how we wanted the Intercontinental and the U.S. title to mean something a long time ago. It kind of started happening whenever Bobby Lashley first won, then it was Riddle. You know, there were stories that eventually developed. Yeah. Even now with Austin Theory, I mean, we see that he was the youngest U.S. champion, whatever storyline they wanted to say with that. And, you know, now he's the youngest Money in the Bank winner. So, I mean. And Randy Orton's just licking his chops to come back and protect his youngest. Right. That's what I want. That's what I want. (laughs) You cashing in and it's just Randy like. And Randy interferes. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but Roman's winning this. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Randy Randy, Randy joins the bloodline just for their feud with Theory. (laughs) I know you're trying to set up the future, but screw that. (laughs) Yeah. Theory is a lot like um, Roman in that Vince has made it clear that's his chosen guy. Well, I mean, I think he's he's kind of more Cena. like the Drew McIntyre story right. revamped. He's, he's, he's kind of reminds me of John yeah. Cena. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like McIntyre and Cena put together, mm-hmm. just yeah. heel. Well, Cena was a heel to start. Cena was heel at first. McIntyre, yeah, when he was doing his rapper gimmick at first. The, the Doctor <laughs> of Thugonomics was Doctor a heel. Thugonomics. The prototype was a heel, remember. What did he have that no one else had? Ruthless aggression. Aggression. (laughs) It it helped that you couldn't see him. Visibility. When he's invisible. (laughs) You could just put all your hopes and dreams on him. You could just put whatever you wanted to on him. You couldn't see him anyway. (laughs) You know, I mean, they talk about all the Make-A-Wish kids that he's visited. Yeah, but in all the pictures, it's just these kids by themselves. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I truly don't. There are some people listening that are very lost. Yeah. John Cena does a you can't see me thing and everybody plays along with it. Well, oh, so. I wasn't I wasn't gonna explain it. I was gonna say we're amusing ourselves at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want people to keep on listening. <laughs> They're gonna tune out. Like, I don't know what we'll, talking about. We'll tell you next episode why John Cena's <laughs> invisible. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being a really nice night. They they pushed a couple of young faces. I love that Austin Theory won the money in the bank. Like he has he has that cockiness about him. I loved him whenever he was in NXT. He was super fun. He's got the looks about him. The chicks are gonna like him <laughs> once he once he finally breaks through. And then they also ended up pushing uh Liv Morgan. Yes. So Liv Morgan finally broke through and finally won the Money in the Bank champion uh, ladder match. And then she ended up cashing it in on Ronda Rousey later and later that Which night won the championship. It was just doubly delightful. Rousey just, she's not doing it for me. It's not that she's <laughs> not doing it, but the believability. She's only lost three times now. Sure. Yeah. One to Charlotte, one to Becky, one to Liv. Right. Now, storyline-wise, you're like, so Liv has to be on that level of Becky and Charlotte, right? No, 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 no. no I mean, not you how have they the caveat it. that there's a caveat. Not how they book it. Oh, no, of course, no, no, of no. course, of course. And you see, the matchup, well, the matchup that will determine that, I guess, will be at uh, SummerSlam. Right. Seeing how okay. she does at SummerSlam will kind of determine that. Because when she cashed in and beat Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey had already had a matchup right before yeah. that. Yeah. 
So the, the argument course. is that Ronda Rousey was beat no. down. She was selling this leg injury. That she was selling she, pretty hard. She got hard an ankle lock. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept it oh, in yeah, there. She took an ankle lock. She, she took did, but she, the idea is that she was she, on she was, like her last legs. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, live, live, capitalizing. Live, live hit her with the most dangerous move in sports entertainment. A roll up. The roll up, baby. The roll up. The roll up. Yeah, that roll up is nasty. That roll up is underdogs. Underdogs over favorites all the time, man. <laughs> That's a way for WWE to have somebody beat somebody without with them still looking strong. They can they can get like a quick one on them. <laughs> so moving to a match that will not have any roll-ups. <laughs> Roman versus Brock, like number you wrote 20, but are you sure it's only 20? Like it feels like it's like 8,000 house shows and all that, right? Yeah, like it's, like it's Roman versus and Brock doesn't do house shows. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, right. He barely does TV. He does, like, shows. Madison, he maybe does Madison Square Garden, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam, last man standing. Mm-hmm. Somebody did have a good uh, theory that that would be, no pun intended, a good spot for theory to uh, cash in. Yeah, yeah, I they're mean, selling it hard. They're already selling it hard on on. Um, yeah, which which makes me think that he's either not going to cash in or he's going to be very unsuccessful doing so. So I just I don't yeah, think right? that's gonna, the thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know he's going to cash in. I don't know I don't if Vince and how does he cash in and only take one belt? One. So the thing is, why is so why is Roman still carrying two belts? Yeah, that's my argument. Like that's that's what gives me hope because as a professional wrestling fan, I don't need I don't need the belts unified. I want one for Raw and one for yeah. SmackDown. That's more opportunity. You want more main event program. Yeah, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't yeah. have gotten a Big E title reign even if people didn't like Big E's title exactly. reign. You still gotta you still gotta have a title reign. You know, it would have just been Roman having the belt for like a year. <laughs> I mean, he's he's had it for what two years now? Almost two years now. Yeah, yeah what coming up in September? Or, and yeah, for like the last six yeah. months, he hasn't yeah. really been. Well, yeah, that's just fighting on TV. Roman's become a part timer, and that's what we were hating about. You know, Brock Lesnar carrying the championship two years ago when we started talking about it. But the but the thing about Roman and Brock for the millionth time, I'm actually happy about it this time because it is a last man standing. They've never done like a gimmick match. I don't think. I don't think they've really done a gimmick match. Maybe they. They've probably been in a Hell in a Cell or something. I don't know if they have. I don't think no, I don't that they've think done so. Hell in a Cell. I think all their matches have just been straight up one-on-one straight up matches. Yeah, yeah, just chaotic matches. But this is supposed to be the last time. This is supposed to be the final time. They're 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 selling it as though this is the last time that this is going to happen. So. I mean, we all know better, but you know, <laughs> I, I think mean, it'll be a few years at least. As long as um, it's like two or three years, and they bring it back for like a Saudi show, I can understand that. But as long as they no, keep yeah, it apart for a while. I was going to say, you were there at WrestleMania, and that mm-hmm. main event kind of ended a little bit early. I don't know if Roman suffered like a shoulder injury. Now, that might be why he's like really being out right now. That was but, the idea, yeah. And that I matchup mean, I, just, you know, I don't know how it came over, but it was super fun in the arena, but it just, you know, it it, it was just kind of a really quick sort of Brock and Roman spear, F5, spear, F5, suplex, 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 spear, F5. So. And it's kind of the last thing you want in your main event. Now, I wouldn't mind 
if they somehow, like you said, do that theory cashing in storyline because he would be one of the youngest champions, maybe the youngest. So here's the storyline that I'm kind of have in mind. Roman and Brock, you know, take each other, last man standing, probably like a double count or something like that. If Austin wins, they give him a new belt, proclaiming him to be the new face, you know, the new future. And that's whenever you get the John Cena versus Austin Theory match. At SummerSlam. Whenever. It, no, it wouldn't even be at SummerSlam. You can Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah, it can, and it can be for John Cena's 17th championship. Yeah. Think about yeah. that. That would yeah, be huge. Roman versus The Rock. That doesn't have to be a, a championship match. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. And, and, and it would give away the finish if it's a championship match. Because the Rock's going to hold yeah, it out. Exactly. So, you know, it's actually, you're better off fighting for the title head, head of the table. Because mm-hmm. Rock can yeah. be like, no, 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 son. I'm still the head of the table. Yeah, they, they, they could just, be a, they could just be a battle for supremacy, like the Green. battle for the head of the table. They don't need and, that, but they... They didn't need they didn't need Cena and The Rock with the championship the second time, you know. But they right, still yeah. did it. Well, they kind of did to get to for Cena to win it back to not put over CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different ways this could all fold out. I mean, if, if Austin Theory somehow hey, cashes in successfully, I'm, I'm gonna be happy. You know? I got something for you. Yeah, you know, we we just kind of put this theory out there mm-hmm. theory. about. I know I keep saying theory. <laughs> we don't want to go conspiracy. What if Austin Theory catches in? He's standing there waiting. Like the Brock and Roman both knocked out. It's at like a seven count. RKO out of nowhere. Theory's down for a 10 count. Orton claims the titles. <laughs> <laughs> that would be truly chaotic. I don't, I mean, it would be awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah, you want to shake really it cool. up, and and then you have you have Orton versus Theory. You have Orton versus Roman. You have <laughs> Orton versus Brock because they can all sit there. You have built in feuds with three with between four guys, mm-hmm. all saying they should be the champ. I mean, do, I, honestly, but it, but it feels, I think it's beautiful. It feels to me like beautiful. It feels to me when Randy Orton comes back, he's going to, like, help out Riddle or something. He's either going to help out or turn on Riddle. One of those two oh, things. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's, well, that's, wait, he's more. either going to help out Riddle or he's going to turn on Riddle. That's going to be wait, Randy Orton's comeback. You ready for real <laughs> chaos? My whole scenario I just put out there, except as Orton standing there posing. Riddle comes out. Here comes Riddle. Turns on Orton, puts him down for the 10 count, walks out <laughs> with the belts. Absolute utter chaos yes. ensues. I don't think Hold that's how on. money in the bank hear works. Me, hear me that's out. That's how hear it works. Out. You can't just come in and hit somebody but, with your listen, <laughs> If Vince can make rules about how he uses WWE's money to pay off his affairs, I can make rules for how the money in the bank works. Because you, you know what? Starts, we're going to work it in. All, the, think... all they got to do, all he's got to do is pick up the briefcase hand it to the ref and say, I'm cashing in. Like, just make it complete and utter chaos. Let Cole and McAfee and Graves just be so confused. Saxton's always confused, so it doesn't matter. And just chaos, utter chaos. It would I be think fantastic. you turned the championship, and you turned the championship in, you turn the championship into like the 24-7 belt. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hold on, no. Hold on, no. The result of this chaos because now they can't figure out because the show goes to black 
with Riddle standing over the bodies of four guys who are knocked out cold, holding the belts, okay? This leads to a tournament. <laughs> Jeez. I think, I think you could do something. Under they, chaos they have of to a figure tournament. out some sort of controversy. So maybe like, maybe like well, just Brock, and, so Brock and Roman, if you're going to take, if you want to take like one belt off of it. So you do like Brock and Roman. They smash each other. They bash each other. It just, it's just absolute insanity. Then they're both out. Riddle comes out really quick. And then he's like, he's like, I'm cashing in money in the bank. I'm joining this match. So it becomes a triple threat, last man standing. And like Brock and Roman are already, he already brought Riddle out. out. And then Theory's so, already been replaced in Ricky's scenario. <laughs> and then so Theory just just has the belt there. Cause like they'll count those those guys out and then Theory just he takes one belt because like mm. like say say like Roman and Paul Heyman because you got Paul Heyman so Paul Heyman's gonna come out there and like lawyer up or something and be like hey he can't take both belts he's got to only take one belt. <laughs> this is where Adam Pierce can be like, that's it, we're having a tournament. Jeez, <laughs> I've got enough of all of you, and you know he puts the WWE Championship on the line. And then you have a mystery opponent. You have a mystery opponent in the tournament, and then CM Punk comes back. Oh my god! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not get crazy now. <laughs> that would be insane. See, yeah, in my that, scenario, that's never gonna happen. That's if never Austin gonna... Theory won, I would have him come out the next day on Raw with a new belt. So that means it's going to be a unified title. I mean, uh, if yeah, you want to drive that story to belt. being unified fully, I mean, obviously it's not working out. We want it to be split. And the problem that we had, you know, in the past was that there wasn't storylines being built around the championship. It was just the Roman, you know, storyline. Right. And the, their way to solve it is like, well, we can just have one championship and we only have to focus on one storyline. Well, so you also no, have to no, consider no, no, no. Roman needs to keep at least one belt. And here's why. Yeah. Yeah, Roman is going to wrestle Roman, Roman the in the belt. castle can, in September. Yeah, mm-hmm. Roman can mm-hmm. keep the blue belt to defend against Drew. <laughs> like to me, that makes perfect sense. I mean, heck, you could get you could get so many guys involved in this crazy scenario. You find out Monday night that Seth Rollins put everybody else up to it because he's the <laughs> architect. Oh yeah, they they had <laughs> Seth Rollins and Riddle in a or not Riddle, Seth Rollins and Theory in a tag match against Riddle and Lashley. Right. So it could just, like I said, you could just create mm-hmm. absolute chaos and you could make a whole tournament for the WWE Championship. I'll tell you what Roman you should do. holds the Universal, but f- is in the tournament, but he gets out healed by somebody. I've got an idea. Okay, so Brock, Brock, is, Brock is always such a destructive force. In yeah. the midst of Brock fighting uh, Roman, like maybe before the event or something like that, on the SmackDown before, or the couple of SmackDowns before. Brock just tears up the Universal Championship and just rips it to shreds. So Roman only brings, he's still the unified champion, but he only brings like one only belt on the ring at SummerSlam. <laughs> That's a good theory. That's a good, uh, 
Paul Heyman makes an argument. Ross is throwing that word around now. Bring out both belts or something. He only had. He was only defending one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic, and that that still works with my absolute chaotic mess. It really does. (laughs) (laughs) But then it turns into the twenty four seven championship. Like, why? Why why is Randy and Riddle eligible for the belt? (laughs) No, you're doing all this to create (laughs) chaos to set up a tournament. Because just think about what a tournament would mean. Mm-hmm. you're talking about maybe two months of matches that mean something on tv and at pay-per-views they wouldn't do that though hey, what happen, that. whatever happens to that too. female tag team championship tournament sasha naomi vacated vince doesn't belts. care about females or tag teams unless it's tag teaming a female they, yeah he, with, they never with johnny ace to begin with so like those are the real tag champs <laughs> the real tag champs johnny ace <laughs> and vince mcmahon Oh man! Oh god! Oh god! I mean, <laughs> Ricky, and Ricky, did that take you a second to understand? No, no, no. I I understood it. It's just horrible. It's it's garbage. <laughs> disgusting. Oh, so I guess let's let's do another segue here. Speaking of teaming up, <laughs> and we are down to just a couple minutes. So go ahead. Tee it up, buddy. Teaming up, Big 12 is going to gain U of H in 2023. That's fantastic. And Just then to dissolve mm-hmm. and be absorbed by the SEC. <laughs> and then the Big 10 is going to acquire USC and UCLA. I think this is the start of the super conference. Like you said, if, if SEC acquires any teams, yeah. that's going to be it. Listen, I, I H, saw a scenario. U H, yeah, U of H has been doing big things for a while now. It's, it's good to see them join like one of those big yeah. conferences. Get, yeah. get paid what? a little bit more. It was UH, Cincinnati, and Central Florida, I think, were all joining the Big 12. Yeah. So I saw a proposal after the USC-UCLA news broke, and everybody's fighting over Notre Dame. Oof. They want Notre Dame. Big 10 makes a lot of sense geographically. Notre Dame, though, makes a ton of money. They're the one team that has their own network TV deal. Yeah. Yeah, they can make their own money. Original Longhorn. They can make their own money. (laughs) I, I have an idea for this, too. The ACC and Pac-12 merge change the name to the Coast to Coast Conference. They force Notre Dame's hand because Notre Dame is an ACC member in every other sport. Yeah. And they are ACC affiliated in football. And they say, listen, join us or go join somebody else, but you're not doing this half-ass stuff anymore. If they lose Notre Dame, okay. They've still got all these other schools. And, I mean, Coast to Coast Conference, the marketing just does itself. You have national audience. You know, you're never going to get the Midwest if you're the ACC or the Pac-12 anyway. So your coastal conferences, get your get the population density, take care of your business. Yeah. The traveling. The Miami's, traveling on that. The oh traveling would be God. garbage. But Stop. listen, at, at this point, at this point. Traveling is something matter. a couple booster meetings are going to fix, you know? Right. First oh, class I, tickets I get to that. wherever. It's not, I get it's that, not but that. They do have they do have stats in the NFL where if you travel from one side to the other, like oh, you, yeah. you tend to do quite worse because <laughs> you're just oh, tired. Yeah, I think of the children. It's the first time they're going to go to the other coast. They're going to go to a different state. Come on, Ricky. You know you want to see Clemson versus Oregon every year. Oh, yeah. Green and orange on the I field. Know I do. Just the chaos. And with that, as we break out lots of chaos theory, (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to the Sea Space City podcast. Check us out on social media at uh, the Space City Recreation and Entertainment Facebook page. On Twitter, Space City RE. On Instagram, Space City SRE. All right. Also, join the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook group and check me out on Twitter at this underscore those. And we can through the socials really quick this time. <laughs> Don't check out Ricky on social media. He does not want your follows. <laughs> he does not want your likes, your attention, your love. You can, follow, you can follow. I'm going to think you're a bot anyway, so I'm probably not going to delete the request. Follow so on once, once again, thank you very much, and we invite you to go out and see Space City. See?